Hi everybody, this is Martin and Emma here for another episode of Future of Remote Employment. Martin uh, is a Managing Director of Terrapin and he's here to share his insights. Thank you so much for your time, Martin. No problem, pleasure to be here. All right, so why don't we just dig in with the questions and you share a bit about yourself and your experience of startups and you know, your work experience throughout. Sure, no problem. So uh, I'm the Managing Director for the Americas for Terrapin, which is a conference and expo business. Um, so we work in business media across a number of different sectors. Um, so some of the events that we put on service the pharma sector, aviation, uh, home delivery, algorithmic trading and accounting and finance. And um, as essentially, we try and create the industry defining events for whichever industry we're trying to do an event in. And uh, I've been doing this for the last 13 years. I started off in London uh, and then uh, came over to the States about just under 10 years ago um, to help financial events in Latin America uh, and now run the, the office, the New York office for, for Terrapin. Right, so what is Terrapin all about? How did you get to uh, setting it up? Sure. So um, basically, I mean, we've uh, Terrapin's been around for about 30 years as an Australian-founded uh, company. Um, our head of head, head office is over in, in the UK. And in terms of our, our business models, we've um, done a lot of conferences over the uh, over the, over the last um, decades. But now we're doing much more um, significant shows in terms of expos, um, and that's also relevant to startups as well, given that. Um, with our larger shows, we've got a lot of initiatives with startups. So I've actually had to work with um, a number of startup companies uh, over my career. I'm so happy to talk about how they can use uh, use events and, uh, and and work with entities like like Terrapin. All right. So, what's your advice for um, startups uh, to gain traction in the early stages? And how do you think startup founders can better pitch their product? Because I think the pitch and the traction go hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, in terms of um, uh, startups, there's obviously so much to, to do when you first get started with a business. So that's what I've, I've found is like they um, typically will be a bit lost uh, in the beginning and they'll just be hustling, obviously trying to get their, um, trying, to, trying to get the right angles. They might pivot a lot of times um, and they're just meeting people, trying to do a lot of research uh, around their products. And uh, I guess um, uh, the ones that I've seen that have been most successful have been able to focus their energy maybe a little bit better and, and find and, and, and get to speak to the right connections early and get traction early. Um, and, and actually events um, can be crucial um, in, in that beginning phase. Um, so I, I do have a, a couple of um, tips about how they can um, best do that. And then regarding um, pitching their product as well, uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, instances in terms of what, what can be do, done very creatively. Um, in, in terms of, uh, for, first off, for any startup to be successful, you need to understand the best industries that you need to be um, networking in. And, and once, you, once you identify that, um, the, the, uh, an, an excellent idea is to look at the top events um, that are around the area, and also, and look for, for startup zones. Um, so for our events, for example, uh, in every event that we pretty much do, um, we actually have a number of startup pods um, that, that we make available for free. And so some startups not, might not even be aware of that, but you can showcase your product for free because 
um, associations, event organizers, they're looking, they want innovation, they want those type of companies in their shows, and uh, you've got um, excellent opportunities to, to do that. Um, so, so that's just kind of, kind of off the bat, one, one thing people should be doing. Then in terms of uh, marketing their, their product or, or pitching their product, uh, I, I think the kind of key is to be able to distill the edge um, or the, the angle that you have that is servicing a need that other companies aren't. Um, if, you can, if you can work harder to distill that and to, to, to be able to communicate that edge, um, you will rise to the top very quickly from all the other startups out there. Because basically, when people are looking at new ideas, they don't have much bandwidth. That's the truth of the matter. So they basically just want to see, is this of interest to me? And then, well, there's all these other products, so, so what edge do you have? Uh, if you can quickly communicate that and figure out a, way, a, a, a good way to communicate that, uh, you rise to the top um, pr pretty quickly. So basically... So those are just some, some broad ideas. Right. So basically, if they do not have bandwidth, they have to have the knack to pitch their edge over their co competitors. Exa yeah, exactly. I mean, a, a lot of time in the beginning phases for companies, there's maybe a lack of clarity uh, about what they're saying with regards to their, 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 the need that they're servicing and how mm -hmm. their product has an edge versus everything else that's out there. And, that, and that's really what um, investors are going to want to know uh, in terms of, okay, what's the angle? You know, why, is, why are you going to gain traction over your competitors? Uh, in, well, how are you going to grab market share from all these other people that maybe have similar type products? And, you know, this just, it, when you go to these events, you can see how many um, sellers there are and, and the buyers, you know, they're, it's, they're, they're walking for a sea of these products. So it, if you can distill your, your angle in t to be super clear, and then in terms of using your pod or using maybe speaking opportunities at the event to clearly kind of talk to that need and then demonstrate your edge, uh, it, it can be quite incisive. Right. So what have been the success stories that you've seen through your events of startups growing into leading uh, players within industries. How did they do that? Sure. So um, I'm going to cite one example of a, of a company that's worked with us for a few years, and that's the company, uh, they're called um, Bring. Um, so they are a technology company that work in the, uh, in, in the delivery space. And they came into to our event a, a number of years ago. They're based out of Israel. And they, and they basically had a more tech-orientated uh, way of working with third-party delivery companies. Right. Um, they, came in, they came into one of our startup zones, were very clear about their angle, um, were very focused on meeting the right retailers that they needed to in terms of, okay, I need to, to find the head of logistics, head of operations from a retailer like, like Macy's, let's say, who's trying to deliver the packages. Um, and they basically did a really good job of that. And then uh, in, beyond the first year, um, as they started to grow, they are one of the companies that I've seen use um, speaking opportunities exceptionally well and be very, very um, creative about positioning themselves as a, as a thought leader. Um, so one thing that they um, did is they wrote a book which is entitled Delivering in the Age of Amazon. And why that's a, a good idea is that's pretty much what most um, e-commerce retailers are, are having an issue with. So, you know, you've got this um, beer moth and how, how am I supposed to uh, compete with uh, the likes of Amazon and what can, I, 
what can I do to essentially take away that edge from someone that I am competing with? Um, and and that 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 just doing that that book was quite quite a very clever idea. I actually did a, a speaking session, um, and then after the speaking session, they they had a book signing um, of that, and they had a line of about I think 75 retailers um, who wanted the free copy of the book and wanted to get it signed by them. So that's just an excellent example of a company um, pretty much talking to the need of their customers and creatively going about syncing that into their um, outreach through marketing initiatives like events. Uh, really, really clever. And they've actually grown exponentially. Um, and they're even like now from being a, a small startup a few years ago, they're now like one of our lead sponsors taking, you know, big exhibition booth and multiple speaking roles because they're doing so well. You know, so that's just one, one example that comes to mind. Right. So they, they learned how to um, bring themselves out as company experts, even though they were startups. Yes. Yeah. And just kind of creatively understood the needs of the customers that they're serving and then figured out a way to talk to that need that there are the other competitors, other technology companies weren't weren't doing. You know, uh, you know. Do you obviously all of these things take a little bit of bandwidth in mm -hmm. terms of creating content like a book? But if they're done well, it can make you stand out amongst all the other providers, which is key because again, if I'm from a retailer and I've got to review all these other solution providers, can you position yourself where you are seen as somebody that can serve the need um, that I've got? The problem that I've got, and that and that's that's the guts of it in terms of getting traction early, you know, with with, with clients. And they, it, these things, in terms of for startups, are all about tipping points. Like, you know, one more investor that you that contact that you made, or or one more client that that that, that enabled you to get the one month more runway and they enabled you to survive. In the early days, everything is magnified in terms of importance. So the more strategic and quick and efficient you can be um, and clear, the better, the better likelihood you're going to grow quickly. Right. So as a managing director, over the years, how have you seen um, the setup that you are part of have, you know, some shifts within its, in, uh, its operations and especially as in when your role um, and responsibilities changed within the firm? Sure. So I think um, in terms of shifts within um, the event space, um, what, what we've seen is that events have become uh, in, in the age where you can connect with people through LinkedIn and, 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 and other formats. Um, at one stage, people wondered about whether in-person events would have um, such relevance. And what we've actually found is that events have become, have grown in importance. Um, but with that has come that many 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 different people have started putting on events so it's not just independent event organizers or associations but actually events have become a key strategic part of um, companies themselves and so I think that's kind of um, like a new dawn for for everyone really is how do events make up your marketing strategy how do you use big blockbuster event industry events and how do you use your own your own events and for what purpose and uh, I think companies and individuals are becoming a lot more sophisticated in how you measure your success at events and the ROI and uh, marketing departments I've seen over the, over the, over, across the sectors becoming uh, a lot more sophisticated basically in, in, in uh, how they approach them, 
creative ideas um, and, and how they analyze which ones to go to. Because at the end of the day, you know, it, it's big investment in terms of time and it's big investment in terms of creative energy as well as, as, well as dollars. So um, that, that's definitely become more advanced over the, over the years. So um, is that what you talk about when we talk about fostering startup communities and um, mm -hmm. how does Terrapin itself cater to startups differently from an established company? Sure. So um, in terms of, and that's another maybe shift that there's, in terms of startups, I mean, startups have also changed from how everyone looks at them because they've become basically a lot, lot sexier. Um, so, you know, now you see a shift where event organizers want to involve startups you know uh, you know whereas it used to be like a gated situation now i think um there's a big appetite to bring them in because they add such a, a flavor and and big established companies also want to see startups because they might want to acquire them they might want to see new ideas um you know attendees want to want to want to see something that's interesting the next big thing um so there's massive appetite for startups within events and again through through terrapin what we're doing we're, we're um, whereas before we might have startup zones of like, let's say, 20 startups, now we have um, zones which might have 150 startups in, in a startup zone. So, you know, you're having a, an incredible gathering of, um, of, of, of companies and new ideas, you know, and so that's um, kind of to any, any startup out there in the aviation space, algorithmic trading space, pharmaceutical space, uh, accounting and finance, you know, I would, I would go to Terrapin and uh, see if there might be um, a good fit for you because um, we can we're catering to all those different angles right so how how do you think terrapin and gaper help startups in spreading new ideas and you know basically supporting startups in their nascent years sure well uh i'm, I'm a big fan of um malcolm gladwell and so i've already referenced uh, the tipping point but that you know i and he talks about there how certain ideas can get traction. There's a tipping point and you have, you know, different um, people communicating ideas from like mavens, for example. Uh, events are a great place where somebody that's kind of thought of a different way of doing something or a different way of addressing a problem mm -hmm. can communicate that idea to that relevant audience. And, and, that's, uh, and that's where startups are so exciting because they are usually trying to tackle something from a completely different angle or, or maybe change the game or, or look at it differently. And, and, and events are a great space where they can actually get people uh, or a following around that idea to maybe accept that new way of thinking or, or to understand the new technology. And it might just may, may, you know, need like one client, for example, to get their head around giving this a, giving this a try. And then suddenly it gets traction. Then they've got proof of concept. And then mm -hmm. others see that, oh, that, that company have tried this startup is working for them. We'll try it as well. And then it becomes easier. It's those first kind of interactions and getting the value in those first interactions, that's so tough. So that's where events can be incredibly uh, useful, essentially just to expedite getting from A to B. Um, so, you know, that's really what any startup should be looking at is in terms of how to use them. Right. So thank you so much, Martin, for your time and your um, insights and your expertise on um, how to, you know, just push startups forward in the right direction. 
Brilliant. Thanks so much, Emma. I really appreciate appreciate your time. And uh, once again, yeah, I would encourage any startup to um, to reach out to us, and but also just to look at their own industries in terms of the big events, and you know, have be bold and um, talk to people they need to. But there might be a platform for them to get their idea out. Perfect. All right. Have a nice day. Thank you, Emma.